is the worst thing. Stop playing. Oh, my God, that's awful. This is the worst theme music to a talk show. Hello, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. This, my friends, is a talk show. Listener at home, we are in the way station. Why am I mentioning that? Well, it's a bar. It's in Brooklyn. It means we're hip. We're so hip that cigarette companies put the name of the neighborhood on their cart, and that's how hip we are. More importantly, there's a goddamn TARDIS 10 feet from me. What is a TARDIS? Well, it's in Doctor Who. It's a spaceship type thing. It's amazing. Why do I know about Doctor Who? Because I have a fiancé, and it's no longer fun to just troll around and try to fuck. Instead, I found something better, and that's television from the BBC. I wish I was British. No, I'm an ugly fucking American. I have a gut, and I try to wear suits, and it doesn't always work out well. I just like to beat myself up, and I'm an atheist, and that's all. I get it, okay? I'm stupid. I get that. But Doctor Who has shown me the way, goddammit. I'm adding swear words for no reason. I love Doctor Who. It, it changed my life. Here's how it changed my life. I was always concerned about money. I still am. Money, 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 money. I don't have any money. How do I get money? How do I get rich and or quick? Can't figure it out. The Cybermen are money, ladies and gentlemen. If you have enough money, you can defeat the Cybermen. It's very, very easy. There aren't, they're not that hard. You just fucking turn quickly and you could kill them. I don't even understand why they're still an enemy of the Doctor. It's just like an iPhone 3. It's like it did a lot of good, but now you're like, this is stupid technology. That's your Cybermen, ladies and gentlemen. We could all get past the Cybermen. There's my favorite Doctor Who episode. It's the Tenant era because I'm not insane. The Doctor Ten. There's the Cybermen versus the Daleks. And he goes, how many are you? 40 million or something like that. And the Dalek, and he goes, how many are you, Dalek? He goes, four. four. There's fucking four versus a billion. Four wins. <laughs> the Dalek is my fucking skull. That's the problem. I could get money. Sooner or later, I won't be broke. But I got to convince myself somehow that crippling depression and all that other stuff will go away if I just maintain focus, maintain focus on a talk show, yes, it's very, very, very dumb. I understand that. But I get to talk to very, very fascinating people, and therefore it's worth it. And most importantly, I get to do something on a stage that I've wanted to do for a very long time next to a fucking TARDIS. Do you, it's, in, it's a bathroom, and it's a TARDIS. It's literally bigger on the inside. I'm playing to the crowd in my head. I'm enjoying myself beyond belief. You can't imagine how fun this is. Did you look at the fans in this place? Holy shit, look up right now. There are these fans, they build, it's, it's amazing. I'm sure they do absolutely no cooling, but they look very neat. That's the kind of place we're in, ladies and gentlemen. They have Paps Not On Tap. It's, it's a very good place. But I'm so, so, so excited for this show. I talked to our guests before the show, and I felt like an eight-year-old that might get adopted if I don't say the wrong thing. So <laughs> hopefully someone will take me home and feed me. I had Thai. Don't go to the Thai place down the street. It's not very good. It's just a four out of ten. But I'm from D.C. now, so everything's a four out of ten. Ooh, this is a great start. It's going to be up from here. We have three amazing, amazing guests. We have cartoonist Michael Cooperman. We have extremely funny man James Adomian. And we have music from Jenna Nichols closing out the night. Peter, who you cannot see, will be playing hopefully better guitar music. Esmeralda Leone is the co-host. Peter, plays some something. 
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm butting in to let you know that I wrote a weekly column for this website called Brightest Young Things. The name of the column is called Behind the Desk, and it's pretty much whatever is applicable to this talk show or talk shows in general, things that I find fascinating. It goes up once a week at brightestyoungthings.com, and you can find every column at youmethemeverybody.com. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, that's an excuse to go. Once again, it's called Behind the Desk. It's a weekly column I write, and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, gave it a glance. Thanks for listening, and back to the show. Oh, that's awful. That was the worst possible music you, you could have played. Uh, Esmeralda, how are you? This is your second show tonight. You haven't slept in about 40 hours. Yeah, no, I haven't, but I've had three Red Bulls. Or four, no, three. And now I have some whiskey, so I'm good. I'm rejuvenated. You look angry and surly. Because I'm tired. All right, you're tired. Do we have news? (laughs) We do news stories because talk show news. All right, what are the news things? Oh, so it's all animal-based? What? They're all animals. All right. So if, if you've been listening or watching the news, there's all those animals in Ohio. Yeah, they're all dead now. They're all dead now. Yeah. But Good I just, start. No, I just, I love that that is the only fucking news that was out today okay. in Ohio. Was Wait, these well, animals we can only get news lions. from Ohio now? No, no, no. That was their, the biggest thing was all these animals Not any Occupy wild. anything, no. not crazy Arab animals. Spring stuff. Animals. Animals. All right, what happened to the animals? They all died. Oh, cool. They shot them. Well, my question, why did they have to shoot them? They couldn't have shot them with, like, rubber bullets or Could, tranquilizers or yeah, why just throw tran- meat at them, and then they would have caught them in a big cage there's a two of those things actually the rubber bullets gotta, thing is stupid but the other two them. aren't all, uh that's not although a, i did hear that the monkey had herpes really <laughs> herpes that's hilarious and it was the last one the last monkey that had herpes no 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 the last animal that they caught oh but it had herpes wait they caught that one or they killed that they one? killed it oh, they good. killed all of them oh there's like 56 animals that they just killed they slaughtered and i'm sure they'll eat later it's ohio they don't do anything else You had there. duck earlier this evening. You can't judge people for eating meat. Yeah, but there's like mountain lions and monkeys with herpes. I draw a line Could somewhere. you cook herpes out of meat? I don't think so. Why not? You could. Could you Magic Johnson found the fucking right amount of drugs to get fat on age. You could kill anything with anything. All right, then. We'll, we'll get Magic Johnson on it. Ooh, that could be a new chain with his Starbucks and theaters. Magic Johnson mountain lions. And it's a dangerous, there's a danger element because you never know. Maybe you'll get herpes or you won't. That's true. That's a good idea. <laughs> Can we do that? Um, no. Okay. Okay, so this, uh, this guy, this Swiss man, smuggled 250, no, 261, sorry, uh, <laughs> tarantulas in individual plastic bags in six little boxes uh, into the country, into Switzerland, but they caught him. Why? I don't, because he wanted to sell them, but I don't know who's buying these things. He also had 72 giant flesh-eating centipedes. Was he on a plane? Yeah. Okay. In the Zurich airport. I just, why do you want fucking flesh-eating centipedes? Because you got all this AIDS You can't do anything good with that. That's my question. All right. No, no, no. The thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to sell them to some evil man, and then there's going to be like villainy in Switzerland. What's your definition of evil and or villainy? Seventy-two e- flesh-eating centipedes. Okay, okay. Giant centipedes. Okay, he gets seventy-two giant centipedes. This is not a 1960s Japanese film. Nothing is going to happen. 
Well, maybe he's trying to bring it back. And do what? Cause villainy. But well, okay, fine. We get that. Never mind. What kind of like teens in Switzerland? It's Switzerland. They got nothing else to do. They there. don't have guns, I guess. Is See, the, they know. need giant flesh-eating centipedes. All right, I think that's a thing. Okay, next story. Uh, so we both own cats. We do own cats. And yours pisses on everything. Yeah. Mine just pisses in the bathroom. Yeah. She for some reason knows it's a bathroom and should piss in there. You have a class um, act. There's a there's a cat in Utah that has survived two euthanizations. Whoa! They've gassed this cat twice, and it still won't. What's his name? Oh, hold on. Let's see. They don't say. What do you think it's called? Oh, wait, no. Andrea. <laughs> I knew a few Andreas. They were all right people. They're not bitches that no. survive gas chambers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I just love that it's a big fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to keep living. Do you think if I gas chambered you, you'd survive? No, I'm not a... I'm not a cat yeah i don't think you'd live not a bitch of a cat that pisses on everything. i'm glad that neither and i bet you this cat andrea pisses on everything and doesn't give are a you fuck. not gonna say the obvious because you're waiting for me or something what or? oh the cat's obviously not jewish because i got gassed twice and it lived get uh. it yeah i'm gonna stare at you until <laughs> all right all right that was i'm i don't i don't go that way go what way i don't work blue that's not really it, blue, is no, it? No, it's not blue. That's not how... <laughs> I've actually been working kind of blue. Yeah. Okay. Coming to the stage! <laughs> He's someone that impresses me. You might know him as Mark Twain. What a shitty intro. Please put your hands together for cartoonist Michael Cooperman, everybody. Mark Twain! Oh, my God. This is the worst music. He's rocking it a little now. Before, it was like a knockoff oh for Springsteen. <laughs> I should actually say, my name is pronounced Copperman. Copperman? Uh, I, I don't really care, but there it is. All right, all right, all right. You just published a book. Yes. What's the name of the book? It's called Mark Twain's Autobiography, 1910 to 2010. Mike, Mark Twain actually released his autobiography this year. Yes. Uh, is that your source material? No, I didn't look at anything actually about Twain while I was writing the book. Good. Because I wanted my imagination to be able to just roam unfettered. Fair enough. Why did you do this? It seemed like a funny idea. I started writing it, and uh, I decided to keep going. Uh, what have you learned about Mark Twain by making up things about Mark Twain? Well, now that I've written this book, of course, I'm learning a lot about Mark Twain. I got invited to speak at the Mark Twain house. and uh, Have you done that yet? Yeah, oh yeah, I did it a couple weeks ago. How did that go? It was fantastic. They what does speaking at the Mark Twain house entail? Oh, I read some of my comics. I hadn't gotten my Mark Twain act together yet. I've I've since developed a Mark Twain act where I dress up and you know I have the wig and the mustaches, and uh, so I want to go back to uh, the Twain house with that sometime soon. Yeah, you're currently uh, not now, but you've been dressing up as Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. I started uh, the first time would have been October fourth. Okay. So so you're uh, a Mark recent. Twain virgin. Yes. Why are you dressing up like Mark Twain? Well, it seemed like a thing to do, and then once I did it, it became kind of intoxicating and, uh, you know, a romp. If you wrote a book about Prince, would you dress up like Prince? No. Okay. Uh, Wait, is there any quirks about Mark Twain that we should know? Like, did he wear funny things in his, under his clothes? Yeah, what are his undergarments like? Uh, well, you have to wear long johns because otherwise you'll get a panty line underneath the white suit. <laughs> did Mark... Really? Yeah. What kind, what, I'm assuming he wants to be stylish, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah people you judging look the part. 
Did Mark Twain wear long johns? I have no idea. I, you know, I don't know that much about actually. You know, there's Mark a real Twain's. autobiography about Mark Twain. I'm sure that's in there. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Have I'm you sure read it yet? No, I haven't. Will no. you? Are you refusing to read it? Eh, you know, maybe I will. I that's don't know. Fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's so stupid. I love it. We'll see. Uh, how would you describe your art to the people that don't know your art? Uh, it's kind of sometimes deliberately incompetent and uh, completely facetious. There's nowhere for me to go with the rest of that question. Thanks a lot, buddy. You're um, welcome. Conan O'Brien is a fan. Is that weird? Uh, weirdly great. All right, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, you're also performing occasionally with like stand-ups and such. And such. Yeah, How do I, you approach that versus approaching a reading? It's, uh, well, it's more extrovert, you know, putting more into it. Um, you know, the Twain act, for example, it's, it's much more an explosion. He's like an inverse uh, antimatter Groucho Marx for me. So it's a release, you know. Those things that we've all been saying about Mark Twain, the antimatter Groucho Marx. That's You've right. just said what we've all been thinking for years. We just couldn't come up with it. I'm impressed by you and feel very small right now. You have a wife and a child, yet you maintain an art career and you're not a dick. How did that come about? Uh, well, I couldn't get away with it. You couldn't get away with being a dick? No, I used to be a dick, but really? I couldn't get away with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah. changed? Um, you just can't get away with it. You know, you can't get away with being rude to people all the time or arrogant yeah. or, you know, the rest of it. I do. It's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but, you know, there you go. <laughs> all right. What's the ideal goal for the Twain book? Like, do you want to turn this into a film or a television show or something like that? Because I'm sure there's a, like, a good amount of people that would go and see that. I, I would love to do a cartoon series of okay. Twain or maybe even Twain and Einstein, who I frequently team up. Yeah, you want to do an Einstein, but you... Don't, you want to be Einstein, as I, sh- I should say. Well, or I need to find someone who can perform as Einstein with me, because I'm thinking about doing a stage show as well, and maybe a hip-hop uh, you know, storybook album and stage show. We'll okay, see. why hip-hop? Why, why do we have to I do love this? hip-hop. I love old-school hip-hop, and, and recently I met uh, Adam Warrock, the uh, nerdcore rapper who is absolutely amazing, and uh, I was thinking that it would be fun to do this with him. Do you think these things need to exist, nerdcore rap? <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, let a thousand followers... Bloom, as uh, Chairman Mao said, I'm sure you know. Yes, that's exactly what I've always been thinking. I, I, I used to smuggle centipedes, by the way. Really? Yes, but they were human centipedes, so it had there to be one go. at a time, and I'd ride on its shoulders while wearing a big trench coat. Really? That's good. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel very small still. What's your daily routine like? How, uh, do you wake up and draw? Do you have a schedule? You have a child. I'm sure you, you can't have the same thing every day. I wake up a little later than uh, most people. You know, that's my one prerog- prerogative I grant myself. What time do you wake up? Um, usually around 11. Ooh, that is very nice. Yeah. And then I run errands, and then I usually uh, do things with my boy, or, you know, we, we switch off, my wife and I. And then uh, about 7, he goes to bed, and then around 9.30, my wife goes to bed, and then I start working. Oh, really? You don't work till late at night? Yeah, I work late at night. Have you always been like that? Yeah, I always find it easier to work late at night. Why is that? I don't know, less distractions. It's kind of more open-ended. You can just keep working and working. Because drawing's like that. You can just keep drawing for hours. Writing, I find, it it only pays off for a couple hours. Okay. Drawing, you can just keep going. You don't throw away any of your drawings like you probably throw away some of your writing. Well, yeah, I kind of do. How do you know it's publishable versus uh, crap? Well, uh, of course, sometimes I just don't care. Fair enough. I mean, I do a lot of illustration stuff, and, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, let's put this turkey to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you draw a photo of me? 
A photo. Jesus Christ, I sound so dumb and not American. I don't know if it would be photorealistic. If you mean, could I copy yeah, a photo of you? No, yeah, that's I, stupid. I, I already that. screwed up a question. Yeah. I apologize. Right. I'm very de- de- How do you like living in Brooklyn? Uh, I actually love it a lot. We live uh, right near the Botanic Garden and the zoo and the museum and Prospect Park. So with a kid, it's a wonderful area. You're very few people say, "Oh, Brooklyn is the place to have kids in America these days." It's yeah. all cheap. No, it's true. And some people uh, kind of ask me, "Oh, now that you have a kid, are you going to move out to you know the suburbs of the country?" And I feel the opposite. Actually, it's really? for the kid. We're here, so he can get exposed to all different kinds of people and all their different agendas and everything that's going on. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Connecticut, so that's why I feel. Yeah, that, way. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever move to the suburbs? No, I don't think so. All right, can we talk about the Adult Swim show? Absolutely. Snake sure. and Bacon. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. You never know with these things. They, don't, they didn't give us any notes. They seemed very happy. Then a few months went by, and then they said, we're not picking it up. I'm sorry. So Would you work with them again? Well, I guess, although it's really hard because I, I've actually had another pilot deal with them since the first one. But it's kind of this thing where you're trying to catch their attention, and you're like, hey, I did this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait. And then by the time they finally get back to you, they're like, "Yeah, we decided we're not interested." Is there a, like is there a scene to do a web series? Is there are there a lot of comics trying to do that kind of thing, or is it it's kind of has to be on television first? Well, I mean, it helps. It's all about the money, isn't it? It's all about what it is you can all get about paid, the money. Yeah, it's, what I, we've stuff. always said that about cartooning. It's always about the money. <laughs> yeah, that time honored tradition. Who are the guys that you liked growing up in terms of cartoons? Oh, geez. and is it offensive um, that I call you a cartoonist? No, it's okay. That's what is right. or illustrator? What's the preferred term? I don't know. Comic artist. Uh, okay, comic, yeah, artist. comic artist. Who are the comic artists that you aspired to be like? Well, gosh, when I was a kid, I read uh, Tintin, you know, and then I, I became obsessed with old cartoons actually for a while when I was young, and I, I read a lot of editorial cartoon books and a lot of really old cartoon books. So. Wait, you read a lot of editorial cartoon yeah, books as a child? Yeah, for some reason, when I was young, I was obsessed with editorial cartoons. I don't know why. Are you still? No. Okay, not at all. that's no. fair. That's very odd. Yeah. Do you still read like the New Yorker cartoons and stuff like that? Yes, sometimes. All right. I don't... Yeah. What would you tell someone that's like uh, 18, they're trying to figure out uh, if they should stick with cartooning or if they should go to like more serious... I'm using air quotes for the listener at home. Uh, was it a good decision for you? Did you always want to do this or was there this like the passion and it just happened to have worked out? It just kind of... I just kind of got dragged in this direction. I wish... How, wait, I, wait, how do you get dragged into this direction? Well... Honestly, when I was younger, I didn't have good advice. I wish I'd had someone really smart telling me what to do because it took me a long time to find my way, and I just didn't know what I was doing. I knew I, I kind of wanted to be an artist, so I went to art school, but, you know, I was just making junky sculptures. Okay. And, you know, it took, uh, it took like a couple of years after art school when I finally just accidentally almost started doing comics. And you haven't really stopped since then? Yeah, no. It, it felt good. Okay. Uh, any uh, parting words for the kids at home? Um, hold on to your dreams. I don't think that's what Mark Twain would have said. Are you drinking more that you're like Mark Twain? No, I don't drink anymore. You're really not like Mark Twain, no. then, sir. No. Do you I hate don't... women? No. Oh. No. All right. I don't know if he really hated women. He might have, you know, felt they were lower on the chain yeah, that's than hating. he was. Yeah, okay, how, okay. how do you yeah. know? You've never read the book. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, my, my impression of Twain is that he was probably, especially as he got older, a little scary. Like, he was probably a little <laughs> frightening. He did have really big hair. He had really big hair and really bushy eyebrows, and I think he was probably, you know, he had a lot of anger. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would have been uh, a little scary to be around him. Would you ever let your eyebrows get that crazy? I'm working on it. I think it's going to take another 20 years, but... No, you got blonde hair, too. It's going to yeah, be hard to show. Yeah. No, no, I, with, the, hair. with the bushy eyebrows, uh, when I put them on, it's absolutely incredible. You know, the, 
comic prop effect of yeah. being able to peer alternately from different eyebrows. It's wonderful. That's good advice for the kids. It Get is. fake eyebrows. Get big fake eyebrows. That's brilliant. Absolutely great. Yeah. Now I want to make jokes about hair, but I won't. Let's end this interview with a question from the Book of Questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock, Ph.D. Why not? This is an awful book. Feel free to lie. It, it looks awful. Oh, it's the worst. Please pick a number between 21 and 233. Uh, 178. 178. Why 178? Why 178? I don't know. Fair enough. Ooh. 178. When does sex make you feel guilty? Has this changed as you have grown older? Ooh. Uh, when does sex make me feel guilty? When I feel like I haven't performed well enough, and that happens more and more often. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fucking NPR candor right there, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Thank Where you. can people find you online like they already don't know? But uh, let's be I'm honest. M. Kupperman on Twitter, yep. and uh, I'm on Facebook. And, you and know, buy his book. Yeah, please. Michael Kupperman. Kupperman. Kupperman? Kupperman? Kupperman. Here you go. Have that. Enjoy that. That's your memento for the evening. You've given up. There we go. Oh, stop. Just stop. Just stop. That was good. Uh, coming to the stage, he's someone that impresses me, and I don't know what's going to happen. You going to play him on? Oh, God. This is going to be bad. Please put your hands together for James and everybody. James Adomian. Hi. How are you? I'm swell. Whoa. I'm swell and I'm a little bit close to the hot mic. This is nice because I don't think I've ever heard your real voice. <laughs> uh, this is actually a character. This is the deep character that I use for public appearances. Good. Um, you're a big Occupy Wall Street fan. You're a big fan of protests and demonstrations. I'm not a fan of my participants. No, you're a fan. Why do you like poor smelly kids? <laughs> um, uh, you, yeah, so you've read the New York Post, I see. Listen, they got lots of tits in that publication, and I'm a big fan of teas. I have a cup of coffee and a New York Post every morning before I go about my day repossessing automobiles. Merle and I were on the train today, uh, watched a gentleman take a corner seat, open the New York Times, start violently masturbating, didn't tell Merle because she fell asleep. <laughs> you don't need really? to pay that yeah, much that to masturbate. The hell? Yeah. Did you it just was the New York Times? No, New York Post. Wouldn't it be great oh, if it was the New, New York, York Times? Yeah, that's very I love money! <laughs> yeah, sometimes the old gray lady is the best option <laughs> in the room. <laughs> all right, all right. Why do you do so many characters? What are you trying to hide? <laughs> I'm trying to hide an unvarnished truth that people run from. Which is? When it shines so brightly, it must be filtered for the human eyes to perceive it. What do your parents think of this? Uh, of this interview? Yeah. They're, they already tuned out. Oh, no! <laughs> they're big podcast fans? Yeah, but they're really discerning. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you split time between Brooklyn and L.A.? Um, well, you know, uh, I grew up in L.A. Really? You, you know that. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of your characters and not you as a person, though, so mm -hmm. let's be fair mm -hmm. to nothing. Well, um, that's well-known information on Wikipedia page that I put there. <laughs> Did you edit your own Wikipedia page? I started it. I thought they'd take it down if you started. Yes, but look, if, if you want, <laughs> here's how you do it. You just do it smart enough from enough different Apple Store IP addresses. <laughs> and and if, you, if it's not just total bullshit, if you deserve to have a Wikipedia page, nerds will jump on board and it's a snowball effect. So you hate your fans. You call <laughs> no, them I, just nerds. Need, I just need to slap them around a little bit. How do you like to slap kids around? 
<laughs> I'm assuming they're kids. Yes, okay. metaphorically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio only. Fair enough. Fair. Just, I'd say. Really? That's what we're doing now? Yes, we're on trial. <laughs> he is your king. I don't even know who you're doing right now. Just a generic gay villain interlocutor. <laughs> interlocutor? Someone said Alan say Rickman. Alan Rickman. That's a good Alan Rickman. Uh, was it, or was it horrible? <laughs> do you hang out Hard with to tell p- the difference. Yeah, do you hang out with your parents a lot? No. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep circling back to my parents? I'm very interested in your upbringing. <laughs> Was it a happy one? Did you go to camp? Um, I went to very few camps. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I went camping. Really? Yeah. Never enjoyed that. We didn't have camp money in my family. It's expensive to have camp money. Right. Unless you're like a degenerate kid, then the state pays. <laughs> Did you ever think about robbing things as a kid so the state would pay for you to go to camp? Be uh, honest. Didn't have it planned out. You should have thought it through. That's <laughs> one of my big regrets. Are you happy with your current career? I'm happy with my past career. Fair enough. <laughs> what's next for James Adomian? More importantly, what's James Adomian for next? Um, <laughs> Stupid. I know. Just dumb, asinine. Uh, well, you know, I think I'm going to keep doing this for a couple hours. This is going to be great. We're going to riff. <laughs> we're going to keep this riff squad going. I'm down. Um, and then uh, it's off to Atlanta, Georgia. Really? That's not how they say it. It's not the uh, accent that they use in Atlanta, Georgia. Laughing skull? Yeah, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) Home of the old-time Yankees. Um, uh, I am, uh, no, not doing Laughing Skull. I'm doing the funny farm in Atlanta. Why? Don't say it that way. When does this come out? (laughs) Uh, What's today? Uh, I don't know. It comes out Friday. Friday. Friday? Friday? Well, I'll be in the middle of my run at the funny farm in Atlanta. Uh, how do you figure out which characters you want to do? Um, they come to me. You know, I listen. I do an awful lot of listening. Short bursts of blabbering throughout my day punctuate a lot of quietude and reflection. <laughs> and listening and listening to the voices and sounds and memes around me. So you listen to Huel Hauser and you're like, that's the ticket! I, gr- <laughs> I grew up watching Huel Hauser on PBS Okay, well California. then what about Jesse Ventura? I watched him a lot uh, and then... A- <laughs> I watched him. A, I was a big fan of him when he ran for governor, because you know the Republican and Democratic system has been a bunch of bullshit for several decades. You said it, brother. and he was the only independent guy who broke through. Occupy, occupy, That's occupy. Right. occupy. I'm occupying this podcast. <laughs> what right. is your? I mean, let me flip the table here. What is your connection to J.P. Morgan Chase? <laughs> Wish I was rich. Oh man, I'd be such a great Republican. Would you? I'd hate all the women. And all the minorities. I'd be the best. Would you be able to cloak it in, like, layers of patriotism? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. This would be a flag lapel instead of a Hello Kitty button. <laughs> That's all I would do is just abuse. Uh, I, saw, I saw Geraldo at the Occupy Wall Street thing last week. You saw a Geraldo? I saw Geraldo Rivera. He, he came <laughs> really? down there. And I was trying to ruin the Fox News shot because <laughs> they're not trying to get an honest interview. So I was trying to get people to chant, you know, Geraldo is a robot. Geraldo <laughs> is a robot. Um, but they have a funny way of squeezing you out of the, uh, of the interview space. They have just enough guys to come through and do that. Honestly, why are you going down there? Because uh, I, I hate the major banks in the Federal Reserve System. Where do you it's bank? It's terrible. I don't bank. Really? No. But where do you keep your money? <laughs> I have a credit union. Really? Yeah. How, uh, is, uh, is it in L.A. and Brooklyn, or is it you just have one in each, or how does that work? It's actually, yeah, it's the after-sag credit union. 
Seriously? For for actors and performers you on the are stage an and screen. And or a performer. What's yeah. your goal? Because you could, I, this sounds like a condescending question, but you could really do anything you want. <laughs> What's your goal? And this is not a condescending question because you could actually do something. Yeah, you're like, you're not like half the guests I have up here and then they're like, oh, I'm going to be big. No, no, you're, you're like super talented. You're, you and Michael are like, oh, fuck, it's impressive. I think I, think I just want to say, I want to be doing what I'm doing and just allow the. <laughs> The winds of life to sweep around me. I'm sorry I've been reading some Taoist books lately. I apologize for that. As Lao Tzu would have me. I'm sorry. I almost pissed my pants when I was listening to you on comedy Death Ray once. Which one was it? Which character? It was when you're doing the, the, the between, when Huel goes crazy and Jesse's trying to save oh. everything. So here we are, yeah, down yeah, yeah. here in Brooklyn, California. <laughs> All right, you and this is right here. That what is what is this is a stage. You don't have to do right this. Here. I feel awful asking you to like do characters. Like, okay, he's guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do this. I love you so much. Oh, that's all right. This happens to all of my interviewers. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> do most people even know how good you are and like who you no, are? No, no. Most people incorrectly think that I'm really bad. <laughs> I like your attitude. I just. <laughs> I don't know how I can dissuade them from having these opinions. <laughs> uh, Seriously, why are you in Brooklyn? Uh, no, well, I'm in. I don't. I'm. I'm in New York in general. I'm just here in Brooklyn uh, because or, you asked me down here. Okay, okay, okay. Why are you in New York and not LA? Because um, I grew up in LA. And you I just got, need a break. I got rather that? tired of it. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I, I probably should have moved here when I was younger, and I missed the chance. So this is me. This is me. Like having a second chance to do life the right way the second time around. And I'm calling it seconds. It'd be better if you were like a fat black woman and you said that. Oh, how dare you, sir? Seconds, get it? Yeah. It's a soul oh, food right. restaurant. You know, the irony of a fat black woman is... Um, <laughs> the irony? The irony of a fat Explain black woman. Explain irony first. Go. No, no, no. Okay. Just the fact that you mentioned it, it reminded me. This is the irony. Is the wait, mentioned. wait. That triggered something It triggered a thing. Yeah. I almost, like, right before I left LA, there was this billboard right by my house, and it, had, it was a... It was a Medea billboard. Yay. And there was this really windy day. And it was like an old, old rickety billboard structure. And it was like, like there was a bolt that was like banging off the building. Like it broke in the wind. And this Medea billboard is like wobbling in the wind. And I literally, I was like, I was like, how fucking ironic would that be if I, James O'Donnell, <laughs> died from a fucking <laughs> Medea billboard crashing on me right before I got the fuck out of Los Angeles. All right. Um, Irony and satire. Ladies and gentlemen, your lesson for the evening. <laughs> Will you come up here for a second, Michael? Because I'm, I'm getting power hungry, and I'm going to request oh my for God. you to do something that I want to just remember forever, but I can't think of. I need like a 30-second thing, like a Pledge of Allegiance. Mark do you know? I know. I want Huel Hauser and Mark Twain to say the Pledge of Allegiance at the same time. Will you do that? You know How about the Second Amendment? I know that by heart. Fuck you, you fucking Occupy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do something like uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America? I think I can remember it. Maybe. Okay, will, yeah. you, will, you, will you humor me? Sure. Oh, well, yeah, this sure. is so stupid. There's a couple of phrases I refuse to speak. <laughs> but I'll read, I'll read the parts that, that ma- match up with my credo. Will you guys do it? Yeah, sure. Sir. Okay. Start with Okay, it. so here we are. All right. And we put, we put our hands... Right there, just over. Now, what's down there? That's a heart. That's a heart. Oh, my goodness. Well, here we are for Valentine's I did know that Hugh Hauser was a real person. I was like, how does he know my mother? 
Wait a minute, you have a mother too? Oh boy, this just gets more and more fascinating. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This is truly an amazing part of California's goal. Unbelievable. So how was it that we both knew to say that at the same time? It was uncanny. It was telepathy. My gosh, it's like your brain was reaching into my... Maybe it was your heart and my heart. It was your performance idiom grabbing me. Oh, boy, I've got a, a performance idiom that doesn't know... They doesn't know the right manners for when he's on a stage. Uh-oh, here comes the sex question. All right, we're going to close this interview because Jenna needs to play, and I'm going to piss myself. All right, I need you to pick a number. James. A number between 1 and 30. I do, don't do Orson Welles. This is... Ah, uh, French <laughs> champagne. <laughs> 21 to 243. Has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Parmesan. <laughs> I'll take number 200. <laughs> Wait a second, old man. 200? You wouldn't really give me 200 now, would you? Would you find it more distressing to never have kids or to never have an enduring marriage? Well, you know, when I was married to Rita Hayworth, I thought that that would be the answer. Um, what is the real... What is the thing? Would you find it more distressing to never have kids or to never have an endearing message? Marriage. No, marriage. See, I thought you were changing it up on me. And he's crossing out some words now. <laughs> Read it to me a third time. And then he's like, your days are numbered. Um, you know, uh, uh, Do I, you don't, care about kids I don't care about kids or marriage. Perfect. So you know what? Either one. Bring it on. James Adomi and everybody, I love you so much. Here you go. There. You Need Them Everybody wants to thank you for listening and also for subscribing to us on iTunes. We can always use the extra support, though, so why don't you say something nice about us on iTunes? Go ahead. Give us a five-star rating. This type of thing helps us out a lot and doesn't cost you a dime. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. Oh, Jenna, thank you so much for doing the shock show. There's a microphone for you to thank talk. Thank you. Thank you. I've asked you to do the show before, and I'm so glad you could finally do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad to be here. I'm sorry that it's a Wednesday night in Brooklyn. It's all right. You Good. Know, fantastic. Uh, the kids at home will definitely enjoy your music. So let me ask you one question, and then you'll take over and close totally. this wonderful show. I need you to awesome. pick a number between 21 and 243. Did you just hear the bells ring, yes. by the way? That was very creepy. Every time a bell rings, <laughs> um, I'll pick number 47. 47. That's taken. You get number 60. Do you find shy people more sexually attractive than outgoing people or less so? How do you respond to other personality types? I am pretty shy myself, so I'd have to say I am attracted to outgoing people. Is your husband outgoing? Or your future Very husband? Very outgoing. That's yeah. nice. Very outgoing, that, yeah. 
that's good for not divorcing each other. Definitely. And that's yeah. a very important thing to do. Not divorce if you don't have to. Exactly. But if you need a divorce, that's also important, and you should do that too. <laughs> the message is don't stay in a loveless marriage, kids. Right. Would you agree with that, Jenna? I would agree. And that's yeah. why I'm glad you're going to play this talk show. Where can people find you? Oh, JennaNichols.com. Jenna and, Nichols. Have... and the link will be in the show description, so it'll be yes. very, very easy for people to find. Oh, great. I, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. I've had too I'm much fine. fun. You are the buzz, I am the sting. You are the lightning, the thunder, the silence in between. You're the portrait on my wall. You are the thief, I'm the guillotine about to follow the wind. And I'm the rut. You are breeze through my hall. I'm a window painted shut. You're the steel, I'm the rust You are the flood in the field I'm the dust that rolls away from you Just won't do, just won't do away from you Just won't do, just won't do You are the static and I'm the cling. You are the master puppeteer. You're dangling my strings. You're the bone and I'm the break. You are the give. I am the take what I can get away from. Just won't do. Just won't do away from me. Just won't do, just won't do. song called uh, Holy Moses.
please. Thank you. This song's called Just How Much. And I wanted to thank Brandon for having me. And uh, it's been great. And this is really cool. I really enjoyed the show. It's very fun. <laughs>
Thank you. I'm Jenna Nichols. Thank you, Brandon. I didn't say I was good, but I have fucking awesome taste in everyone that was on tonight's show. Like, very good at curating things. I want to thank the Way Station. This place is fantastic. Please support it by getting drunk and tipping heavily. I want to thank Michael. I want to thank James. And Jesus Christ, Jenna. Holy shit. This is amazing. God. I will tell all my friends. That's why I recorded this, to show them that you're very good. Esmeralda, thank you. You just burped while I said thank you. And now you can finally go to sleep. Peter, awesome job with the music tonight. No, I was sincerely lying. You're a good man, and I wish I was more like you. It's become an intervention. Thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash youmethemeverybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to youmethemeverybody.com.